Hey, 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 listen. Now, when we first did our first episode, unfortunately, you know, we pushed a little too fast and uh, the name run right. So if you hear back talk, don't worry about that. Going forward, it's the My Last Nerve podcast show. Y'all enjoy. You are now listening to the My Last Nerve podcast. What up, what up, what up? Good morning, good afternoon, good night. This is your boy Chasen. And LaShawn. And we want to welcome y'all to the podcast show. Um, I guess you can consider this... Like our official, official first episode. Um, so, so welcome. Um, and if you listen to the first, you know, preview episode, again, back to the podcast show is going to be everything about being young, being black, having a family, um, kind of going through those same struggles when deals with finances, spirituality, friends, all type of stuff. So this is this is going to be a, a real show and you're going to have a lot of fun and definitely touch on a lot of topics that a little bit taboo. Some people are afraid to talk about, but... Welcome to Back Talk. Um, so I guess we're gonna open up our show with, you know, kind of what's going on. But first, how you how you doing today? You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm straight. Let me just go ahead and let you know now that uh, last night you looked uh, you looked uh, you looked amazing. And I think I wanna <laughs> I wanna make sure I go into 2020 and make sure I start providing you with more compliments and gassing you up more because Ooh. I don't think you believe the times that I do tell you, you know that like damn you look good you don't ever believe me so and I, I, I'm, I'm gonna take full responsibility for it and you know it's because i'm not doing enough on my end because you had them things sitting up right they was pushed up sitting up they kind of they was greased up they look like two big old golden corral rolls really? and i was really? i was really in awe that's kind of why oh my but yeah so i just want to make sure i provide you with 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 that compliment that um you look you look great last night. So. Well, I really appreciate that. I, I mean, know. you know, I, I really do. Thank you. You so finally much. wore something that I, I bought you that you asked for. I I don't I don't I wanna I know if two things. Shut up. Um I wanna <laughs> know if other men have the same problem to where they buy their wives or they buy their significant other something and then they don't wear it. And I don't think it's because you didn't like it. You just don't you just don't wear it. First of I all I have great taste. Okay, let's just bag it up. Okay. I appreciate all of the Future comments that are going to be coming my way in 2020, I, I really, I really appreciate that because it's going to be a lot of big things coming, and you know you're going to have a lot of reason to gas me up. Mm. Uh, then mm-hmm. too, um, it's not that I don't wear the things that you buy me. It's just that sometimes the things that you buy me. Um, I save them for certain occasions. Yeah, tell everybody. I, I don't. Had, I don't ever take you nowhere. I don't ever do nothing for you. Yeah, t- tell them what you always tell me. Well, it's certain restaurants. <laughs> so right. we've been living here in Dallas. I've been living here my whole life. Okay, but I've been here for going on almost six years, and there are. I give him a lot of grief because there's so many restaurants here, and I just. Like we'll be driving, and I'll say, "Okay, Chasen, um, you ain't never taken me there before. You ain't you right. haven't taken me there yeah. before, and you know." So I just give him a lot of grief about all of it. But like I said, certain that outfits are for certain occasions. Some things that my husband buy for me, 
I cannot wear them going to the mall, going to yes, basketball you can. games. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm telling you. You got my to husband start wants really me like, to forget be everybody the girl. else and, and just show out on them. No matter if you're going to Walmart or going to uh Okay, a y'all. Ball. So you know what? Next time I go to yeah, Walmart, stop wasting my money. Don't that's, stop that's, me. That's the bottom line. Y'all don't stop me. Uh, when you see me with my thigh high boots on and you know my tights, yeah. my uh bodysuit. Just to go pick up some milk. I'll be ready to fight somebody. That's what they do. And that's okay. That's why I'm there to mean mug them back. I'll never forget one time you was pregnant and you, that your butt was looking really, really big because, you you know, you was pregnant. You was holding my, my child. And uh, I think we was at uh, Michael's or Hobby Lobby or something. And uh, you had walked around the corner. But I was I was a few paces behind you. And there was a dude that, that was looking. And uh, he was he was staring. And... Uh, when he turned around, he saw me like right in front of him, looking like yeah, and I was like yeah, that's me, that's me in the front and in the back. So ridiculous. These are things that I'm I'm, I'm telling you, and you know what? What I don't like is is some men that go out with their spouses or significant others, and they got together because that man thought they that they, that she looked good, that they was physically attracted to each other. So what makes you think that another man is not going to be physically attracted to her as well? Okay, and that's and that's not and that's not the, the the problem because if she look good to you, she gonna look good to somebody else. Now, if y'all go out and go somewhere, don't get mad because somebody else noticed the same thing that you noticed. You you should be secure enough to know that okay, yeah, that's still me at the end of the day. That's 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 all me. Now, if if you feel some type of way, that's because she was probably in the streets. She's probably still in the streets. So. My thing is just if is if, that a known fact? Facts. Oh, um, okay. I just feel like men, if you got you somebody you was physically attracted to, and that's that's part of the reason y'all got together. Be be strong within that, and and kind of and know whenever y'all out, somebody gonna be looking. But be be glad that you the one that's gonna go home with at the end of the night. Don't don't be mad, scowling, and want to fight somebody else because your old lady look good. I, I I mean, but on the flip side of that, what? woman wants to see their man you know looking and lusting all after another one i didn't i did that's not what I, that's not what i said well when you that's look at other women when men look Ooh. at other women i don't look at nobody we, women you automatically <laughs> you i only have eyes for you oh <laughs> uh, yeah um anyway wow. yeah on the flip side don't nobody's wife girlfriend whatever don't want to look at they. Don't want to catch they man looking at another woman. I don't think we, I'm talking about single men, but that's I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But if if we go out with a group of friends, I don't want you with uh, dress slacks and a, a turtleneck sweater. You should go out and, and with a cardigan. Why no, not? And some loafers. We out together. I'm out with my wife. My partner out with his wife. It, sh- it shouldn't be no issue for us to go out, be grown, and be sexy. Okay. Well, you saying okay, but okay. okay. Watch next so time why, we go out. I ain't gonna wear this because I don't want to make nobody else's husband feel, you know. No, because I have. Forget them. Make me feel comfortable, baby. I'm trying to see all that. Well, you know the thing is, the thing is, you have to be mindful of what you wear uh, with the group that you're within. Okay, okay. That's, that's that's another topic for another day. And time. I guess so. Anyway, we getting off something, but you uh, you look good last night, baby. Okay, I want to make sure you, you know that. Um, but yeah, so as the week you know comes to an end, last week was I guess pretty eventful to say the 
said the least, uh, Christmas time wrapping up. And um, so, yeah, that was part of most of our week. Kids are finally out of school. You got to stay home with them while I had to go to work and, you know, provide for my family. Um, yeah. While you got to sit at home doing nothing. Uh, I prepared the ambiance for Christmas. Um, I did all the preparing. I did all the cleaning. Um, everything was clean. People were clean. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, um, okay. But I'm, I'm glad, that, you know, the holiday season is kind of coming to an end and wrapping up, especially when it comes to having to buy gifts and all of that. Um because you know our son Chase, who is uh, what living now, it's not it's it's becoming pretty easy to to, to shop for a preteen because they they kind of all want the same things. They want the same things all year long. Now Carson, who's five, it's 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 hell trying to um, please somebody who's already spoiled and they want everything. They you know are really into Christmas. Like this is this might be the first year that Carson has really really been into Christmas. Santa Claus this, Santa Claus that. Um, you know, the letter that we that she got from Santa, she was very excited about that. She wrote Santa a letter back. Uh, so yeah, she really was very excited about it. Didn't want to get Santa cookies because he knew that cuz she knew that all the other kids were getting Santa's cookies. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, getting Santa some cookies. Um, so this year she wanted to bake Santa brownies. Which you know, I thought it was was genius for a five year old to be like, "Santa gonna be tired of getting all these cookies. Let me get him something different." You know what I'm saying? Um, she was a little upset that somebody decided to one up her by giving him Coke. So next year, she says she's gonna get him brownies and a Coke. No, 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 no. She says she's gonna get brownies and a Red Bull. Oh, cause cause it gives him wings. Cause he needs energy to go ahead and continue <laughs> to fly around today. Um, but uh, yeah, so I I can't wait cause that is. Uh, my drink of choice. Uh, and uh, let me go ahead and state this episode is unofficially sponsored by Crown Royal. Um, <laughs> if you hear some some ice jingling in, in the microphone, because that is uh, me and my wife's drink of choice. Uh, it is. Most flavors that go with regular. Um, definitely peach. Definitely caramel. And, uh, or caramel. And vanilla like from time to time. Let mm-hmm. me tell you how ghetto my wife is. Um, so she, this was a couple months ago, she went and bought some peach crown. Now, mind you, my wife never buys liquor. Um, I'm pretty much the one that buys liquor. But for some reason, she decided to find peach crown that, you know, because it's, it's seasonal, so you have to, you know, get it. So she bought two bottles, and for some reason, she hid it in our bedroom. <laughs> um, and I was just happening to look under the bed and see um, bottles of crown, which I was excited, but I was like, you know, what's going on? But Do you um, have a drinking problem. Correct. But um, anyway, so yeah, that that's what that is. And now, and talking about our week. So the good thing about me being from Dallas and she, my wife being from Mississippi, her parents still live in Mississippi. So on holidays when the kids are out of school, we get to take the kids to. Uh, the in-laws, my in-laws, her parents, and they get to stay with them for a week. So that's where the kids are now. They are mm-hmm. in Jackson, Mississippi Jackson. And for a week. And I'm excited because ever since we've lived here, when the kids get to go, you know, for a week or go for a few days, that just gives me the freedom to walk around the house naked and, you know, just be really? free in in my wife and the love that, you know, we have. Cause it's, well, you got to think about it. Think about uh, the married people that don't have kids and the luxuries that they probably get to have that we don't get to have. 
Mm-hmm. So, and I feel like if you married, you young, and you don't have kids, why are you not walking around the house naked? Why are you not living free and living in love like that? You know what I'm saying? When you can just do it at the drop of a dime. Why are you not walking around the house naked as soon as you come home from work? Because you've been at work all day and you smell like all day. So that's okay. the, those are the things I think about. Like, mm, <laughs> I smell like all day. Okay. So after you you bathe, you can walk around naked with your wife and okay. your husband, yeah. right? It's, yeah, it's steps. It's a process. Let me tell you something. If, if we didn't have kids, I, that's that's the life I'd be living. That is the life I'd be living. So until they come back, <laughs> please call before you come over to the house because chances are I am, you know, living free. <laughs> living free and ready to, to do it at the drop of a dime. That's what you I, – I, I just feel like that's what you're supposed to do when you don't have kids. Hmm. You, you don't have – you don't – Or take a nap. Or take a nap. I mean, we don't get the nap often. But now that our kids are not, now that you know Carson's not a baby, we we can get away with naps. Now, if you got a baby, you can't <laughs> take no you can't just take naps because you you taking naps with one eye open when they take a nap. But once your kids get older, it's it get kind of easy to to be a parent. I mean, mm, I won't say it's gonna, it no, gets it easy, doesn't. but as far as having to to watch them and you know make sure they don't die, right? That's that's keeping easy. them alive is way easier. Right? Yeah, dealing point. with society and all of that. That's that's where it gets hard. But just making sure they living, I can correct. Because the, the first out. year is all about keeping them alive. That's the first year, just alive. You got to burp them every time they eat. Got to make sure they're not choking. They sometimes stop breathing. They do weird stuff. So yeah, just keeping them alive the first year is the goal. After that, you good. But we get busier because the kids have right. sports and stuff like that. So. Just gotta yeah, find it's a it good balance. break now that they gone in in Jackson. Being bad in Jackson, and that's none of my concern at this point. Yeah. All right. So, um, just to touch on the topic that uh, was a little, you know, a little controversial on social media this week. Uh, so, a couple, about a month or so ago, the movie Queen and Slim came out, and uh, a lot of mixed reviews. A lot of people liked it. Pro black this, pro black that. But the topic at hand was the the actress, the young lady in there. That was my first time ever seeing her in any movie. Um, her name was Jodie Turner-Smith. And um, the crazy thing about it, the movie she was, you know, so down for her black man. Well, no, nah, not really, because at first she didn't even like him. So she just wanted a free meal. And that's what you call. That's called being resourceful. That's called being. Resourceful. All right. That's called being uh, being a hoe. Anyway, anyway. Uh, so the the young lady in the movie, uh, Jody Turner Smith, apparently she just got married to a man that happens to be white, and I think a lot of people had a problem because they they don't differ, or decipher, or you know separate somebody's character versus their real life. And in her in the movie, she was pro black everything, pro black this, pro black that, and la 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 la. Whole time going home to a white man. Now, we discussed this earlier. I have no problem with interracial dating, this, that, and the third. But I think that's where a lot of people had problems, is because you know she was dating a white man. Now, what is your um, take on why black women date white men, or why? They just Black date outside men. the race. Why? Yeah. Why? Why do? Why do people date outside the race? Because I feel like one, first, a person wants to be, you know, accepted. So whether they are black or white or whatever, 
people just want to feel accepted. Now, I will say that there are a lot more, you know, hoops you got to jump into trying to be that one for a black man, I feel. But also, you know, you can't take my my viewpoint, you know, just and run with it because damn, right. I didn't yeah. I didn't date for a long time. Mm. Boy, shut up. So um, I do think black women have such a different standard that they have to kind of um, be. They have to kind of how should I put it? Like they they just have to meet so many standards with a black man. With the other men outside their race, I feel like if that man approaches them, then you're already you already encompass what they're looking for as far as like whether it be physical, mental. Um, whatever you already fit that so you already then jump five hoops that you probably wouldn't even got past with a black man but with a man outside your race like he already into you so i like you know you probably already there you you almost at the finish line that's just how i feel because with some of my single friends that are very successful very um um like I said, very successful, very pretty, very um, driven. That's debatable. All that stuff. The pretty part is debatable. So go ahead. <sighs> Shut up. Go ahead. And they are, um, they they have a hard time finding love, or when they are in a relationship, sometimes guys are so um, intimidated by what they bring to the table, and so then they find other things that are wrong with these young le- with these young ladies and stuff. So. That's just my take. But I don't see anything wrong with her having a white husband. Long as her husband fit is kind of fulfilling all of her needs. Um, I mean, who are we to say? I mean, because he probably like, you know, greens and black eyed peas. And she, or she probably don't like none of that. She probably eat her kale salad and eggplant, you know, taco. And stuff like that, you know. They might, they, they, you know. You just never know. You just so. I just feel like your your whole take on interracial dating has changed since we started being together ten years ago. Because the day Chase brings home a white young lady, then what? He not one because he see his mama. As he he know black is so. You mean to tell me this young lady didn't see her daddy? She did, but she also probably ran into a whole lot of uh, Travis, um, Kiwans, Jawan, J-Rocks, all of them who was like, ooh, you ain't cute enough, your booty ain't big enough, you ain't this, you don't, you don't want to have no threesome, you don't want me to what? You be my side chick. You know, that's all the stuff that b- black men want you to kind of like – you know, be this exotic and be cool and be down and be all right with having a side chick and all that stuff. She probably didn't fit that mold. So she she fit she fit the mold of William and William did everything Bruh, and they you. fell in love and all of that. And as for my son, as long as that white girl kind of knows, you know, what type of family we are, she can get into that dynamics and all that other good stuff. Um, she going to be OK. Now, the the moment I see she not fitting in, I'ma let Chase know and I'ma let her know. I'ma send her to Collin Community College. She can go to the nearest uh, African American Studies class. Maybe she need a little bit more robust, uh, you know, uh, history on, you know, black people. 
maybe, maybe that's it. You know, I'm not going to just show her right off. I'm going to give her a chance first. What if their relationship has nothing to do with him being black and her being white? Why do you feel like it's your because responsibility she, to enlighten her on, on being because she black? Got a black? She got a black. She's going to have a black boyfriend, husband, fiance. And she's going to have African-American children when their life and their walk is going to be totally different from anything that she has ever seen in her whole mm. entire life. So she needs to be as versed in all of that in order to be a great mom. Cause she, I mean, that's just it. I mean, it ain't really nothing after it. Like it's going to be a white woman black, raising black kids. I mean, that's already, she already got a strike against her right there. So she has to be, she she has to be up on everything in order to be able to guide her children the correct way. So she has to know these things. I would be a bad, you know, mom to my son if I didn't, you know, just make sure she knew what she needed to know. Well, I don't think anything is wrong with, you know, interracial dating or, you know, somebody marrying somebody that's white or black, blah, 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 blah. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. The problem that I have is when they say they have a preference Oh. I'm black, but I only date white girls, or or a white woman. I only date black men. Why are you, why are you making it a preference? Why are you, you know, saying, you know, I only date this type of person? But what? Because the same thing that a, a white man to do, a black man can do, and then vice versa. So a white man can cheat on you, a black man can cheat on you, a black man can provide for you, and a white man can provide for you as well. A white man can disrespect you, abuse you, talk to you crazy, and all type of things. And a black man can do the exact same thing. They have the capability of doing it. So, any anytime somebody says, "Oh, I only, you know, I only date a single one race," or say, "I only do this," that's when I feel like you have a problem. That's when I feel like that person has a problem. They got something that they hate on the inside about them. They got some, you know, some some type of emotional or psychological issues to say, "I only date." You know, I, I, especially if you, if you just dislike the opposite of, of what you are, you got a problem. And you're some type, I feel like it's some type of self-hate within there. Um wonder if they are, like, very infatuated with just the other side of that culture. That's weird. Like, that's weird. Um, that's not. To be so infatuated with a white person being so infatuated with somebody Rachel. being black that they, they just want to be with black. Yeah, look so at why Rachel don't you, Dolezal. She is 100% black. And you just said that person's name and, and, and said that with a straight face as if something's not seriously wrong with her. Did you watch her documentary? No, I don't want to watch her it's documentary. very enlightening. I what is it enlightening that she that she's something wrong with her? That she's, she was born to two Caucasian people yeah, and she's black. Something wrong is, with her. You can't even say. She, lo she loves the black right. culture. And she something's wrong with her. She everything and weaves and everything. She is the epitome of culture appropriate. Um, what is it? Cultural appropriation. I was gonna say it right. Look at me. Appreciate. I don't, I don't need a master's to to be to be smart. I don't like need you, one either. But you got it anyway. Um, but yeah, that's 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 kind of my take on it. I don't like when they single out and sign only white one race because anybody can find love. You know, at the end of the day, it's beautiful black on black couples, white on black, and they create beautiful you know babies and families and all of that stuff. So you know, it's fine. What's that young lady name? Jody, Jody Turner Smith. Jody. She got she got two last names. She should she definitely should be, you know, 
down for the cause and she I'm not saying she's not down for the cause she, but she probably is very down and committed she to the re- cause cause she natural too so that and that, I think that's what shocked people she was natural you know short you know normally if a black woman is natural she is black 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 I'm talking about pink or moisturizer mm-hmm. black cocoa butter all queen, year long black queen, queen Helene. Helene black you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. that type of black so um but yeah, uh, congratulations to yeah. you and your uh, your nuptials. You know, you and your white man. May you have everlasting love. Until a strong black man come around, you like you know what? This is what I'm missing out on. No, don't cheat on your husband. Just I didn't say cheat. A- ever, everlasting love. She's gonna cheat if she has a strong black man come around. Hey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> her instinct yeah. gonna come in. Her instinct gonna come in. Like, oh yeah. my god, yeah. what was I like, thinking? You know how we get down. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so you want to go ahead and introduce today's topic? Um, sure. So basically, um, today we're gonna be kind of just dabbling in a little parent something. Um, over lunch today, I was talking to Chase and about you know how are we gonna kind of talk to Chase about his dreads and you know I explained to him like a week ago Chase kind of told us that kids were making fun of his hair because now Chase has dreads and they're growing out and a student made a comment saying that Chase's dreads look like worms and it offended him and so you know sometimes while they're away we tend to have more reflective conversations on parenting because we don't have so much interjection from this, that, and the other. Um, And I brought that up over lunch. and was like, hey, you know, how are we going to start telling Chase to kind of like be confident in, you know, himself? And so uh, basically that's what we're going to be talking about, like appearances when your child decides to maybe color their hair a cool funky color or you know decide to get dreads or decide to grow their hair uh what is it called the free form where they kind of like lock it and let it just grow out however they want to let it grow out like how how can we make sure that chase is confident in his personal appearance and that he does not feel like that he has to change um anything about his physical appearance to be accepted by society so this this fall uh, it was a couple situations that happened across the country that kind of sparked a debate or you know raised a raised an eye when it came to kids of color and their hair and a lot of these schools uh, dress codes and policies one was in uh, Georgia in DeKalb County one of those schools and the other one took place in another school in Louisiana uh, one was where uh, a girl had dreads and um, took her to school the first day, and basically, then they both had dreads, and they went to school to start the school year off, and basically, the school officials said, "Hey, you're not following the co- you know code of conduct, and you either need to leave school or cut your hair." Um, it was another situation where there was a wrestler in uh, New Jersey. And in the middle of the match, they cut his hair because the referee said um, you couldn't, he couldn't, it was a, for whatever reason they said they couldn't, right, but he it couldn't have dreads. And they true. cut that boy's hair right there on the mat right before a wrestling match. And my take on this whole, you know, situation here, and I'm going to go from 
the school and public perception and then what parents, I think, should do. So to start with the parents, one, read what your kids bring home. Because before school started, they didn't just have that rule in place. There was a code of conduct that you're supposed to sign, your child's supposed to sign, saying you understand these rules and adhere to all of this. But one thing I will say, in those code of conduct, they don't, they don't specifically say you cannot have dreads. And I think where the issue comes up is where they call dreads unkept and, un you know, like unkept hair, which because our hair is textured doesn't mean that it's unkept. Well, this, yeah. is, this is why I say that you should, they should read and know exactly what they put in their child in, what type of situation they put in their child in. Because there's no possible way am I going to know the rule, send my child to school, and not be following that rule, and then want to go up there and act a fool because they putting my child out. All they doing is following the rules that they had already set aside. Now, you don't have to agree with the rule. I personally don't agree with the rule of saying that they hair has to be, can't be in dreads, can't be a certain color, can't be, you know, quote unquote unkept or all of that stuff. I don't personally agree with it. But from a parent standpoint, there's no possible way I'm gonna put my child in a situation to be ridiculed or looked at crazy based upon a rule that was already in place. So I feel like the parent should have should have known that and be able to make the decision just like we make any other decision. If I don't like something, why am I gonna put my child in that situation? Just like we did with H and M when they put that boy in that, that monkey sweater. People stopped shopping at H&M for two weeks. You know, uh, Papa John's did what they did and started talking crazy about black folks. Folks stopped buying Papa John's pizza. So if I don't like your interpretation of black culture and my child is black and my child fits in what you don't like, I'm not going to put my child in that school. I, how, how dare I put him in a situation to where they already going to look at them a certain way because of a rule that they they feel like should be in place about their hair not being unkept whole time. That is, you know, their culture. So you basically saying, you know, hey, I, you know, this this may be you and what your people do, but hey, we don't want that type of stuff here. You need to conform to what you know we feel is okay. And that's 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 the problem that that I had. No, I don't feel like there should be any school that should be prohibiting or limiting a child being a child and you know growing into themselves. But if they got that, that type of rule, cool. Have that rule. I won't put my child in that school. I'm going to put them somewhere else where they can be, you know, who they are and they can be proud of themselves. And I feel like that's what we got to teach Chase is that be proud of who you are. Stand on your own two feet. Have that self-confidence. You don't ever let anybody, you know, waver how you feel about you based on maybe their own insecurities or their own issues or what they don't like. Not everybody's going to like you know, everything. Everything ain't for everybody. So that's my my take on on that situation. But I mean, what do you feel like we need to teach him, or what he needs to know with having dreads and you know, kind of growing into himself, being a, a preteen? I mean, I guess we just have to keep just instilling in him that you know this is the decision that he can that he made, and that. 
he made it for a reason. He has to always just think back at why he wanted dreads. He wanted them because, you know, of a lot of reasons. He didn't like keeping up with his hair. He didn't really like getting haircuts. He thought dreads were cool. He always kind of really wanted some. And so now he, he has it, and he shouldn't let anybody kind of, you know, change his thoughts on or change his style because that's a part of his personal style now. It, I mean, when he goes into middle school, they're going to know Chase because Chase has dreads. That's how, that's another way that they're going to be identifying who Chase is. So Chase with the dreads, it's going to be a part of him. So I feel like as long as we keep Chase rooted in knowing that his individuality is special and that, you know, even if he does decide to change it, it still doesn't change anything about him. Like, your hair is an accessory. So whether you wear it long, short, I know over his childhood, he has seen me do a plenty of things with childhood, my hair. Childhood, just the last three months. <sighs> so, but, you know, I feel like that we have to do that. And then on the flip side, we have a daughter who has, who's five years old and her hair literally touches the bottom of her back. And she hates her hair. <laughs> so something that is glorified in the black community, having thick, long, luscious hair. My daughter don't care anything about that. She doesn't she doesn't uh, care about it at all. It she depends. doesn't. Okay. Well she don't like you doing it. She, she don't, don't like, like nobody. She don't like, yeah, she don't like getting it done. But she when it's long and she looks in the mirror, she you know she, she gets go excited, crazy. Yeah, you know, she goes like a, she got a first sewing. But also she has a conflicting relationship with her curls too like she doesn't like our curls because sometimes her friends ask like why is your hair so curly how does it get so curly she doesn't like yeah, that because their mamas is probably bald no and it's they, because they, carson those children don't understand y'all don't you know what, it, what it's like to carson have is in a hair. classroom with with mostly um uh hispanic that's a it's the a, girls. It's a good mixture of, of uh, cultures. It's black, chasing in her white and uh, Asians and Indians. She has in not. Class. She's the only African American girl in her class. She, the rest of them are in white the whole and Hispanic. No, in her class, oh. in Miss, in her class, she's the only one. So they don't understand. Her best friend is Lily. She, she don't. She she doesn't get it. So she has questions about Carson hair that Carson does not care to even answer. She tells. She told me. She tell Lily. I don't know. And that's just it. That, so. And Lily is what Indian. Mm. Uh, so you know they. You know they cut their hair in that culture when they get young because mm. they. What they do is a ritual, or they sell it. That's di- that's it in a whole different area oh. of the world. The ones here, they oh. just cut their children hair because they don't want to do their kid hair. That no. Yes, they do. No, it got to be some type of religion. I don't know. Well, if anybody uh, know, let us know. Because I thought they was uh, selling it so y'all can get y'all bundles and do your wigs and all of that type of stuff. That's not. They, they do that over on the actual land. Okay. Anyway. Uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know. Um. You just go to school on the first day and see those young those young ladies with buzz cuts. But, it's um, not buzz cut. They're more like a, a bowl cut. It's all they all have like bowl cuts. Okay. It can be regular bowl well, cut, I, then bowl whatever. cut. Whatever. But see, it's the same. It's the same thing. You know, that's their culture, and that's what they decide to do. And but nobody's gonna say anything about a young Indian girl 
having a bowl cut because her hair is straight. They're only going to say something about That's a, not true. You know why? Because especially in this day and age, you know, some older schools and school districts, they don't want this whole assimilation of, um, you know, what is it when they be, uh, basically this uh, genderism, you know, they... They don't. They, they want like, everything to be gender neutral. St- stuff like that. Some, you know, you got some schools that don't want that. They want a boy to be a boy and a girl to be a girl, and they want a girl to look like a girl and they want a boy to look like. But a that boy. is, but that's the that's the thing. Like what you were talking about earlier was that some of the the some of the wording, the verbiage in these um, code of conduct books, they do not specify exactly what they are trying to articulate. So. They may say no unkept hair, but if you wearing your hair, like if I wear my hair in a twist out and I have washed it, conditioned it, y'all know what type of work, my ladies know what type of work goes into a twist out. If I've done a twist out and I go to school and you mean to tell me I didn't put in all this hard work and you see my hair as junk and I see my hair as this is my hair texture, it it doesn't make sense. It I guess that's where the issue comes into play where you're saying you don't want this, but you also don't understand why I'm so passionate about having my hair the way that I want to. Like a lot of these policies and stuff like that, they're being the school districts are revising those to make it fit to what they want to say. So they say like at uh, McWhorter, um, when Chase attended that elementary school, in their code of conduct, it said they little boys could not have any designs in their hair. None. No lines, no uh, shooting stars, no words, no nothing. Girls could not have any hair color outside of, they named it like, uh, I guess, your blonde, natural brown, and something else. Like, they weren't, they they were able to say what it was. And in some of these other instances, none of that information was available to parents upon, you know, the school year. Or like that young man, he had been, he was at a championship little wrestling tournament. And they made, he made it all the way through all these regionals and school districts and this and that. He had a championship and you're going to say, oh, nah, your hair is going to prohibit you from la, la, la. Let me cut off your dreads. Like, that's ridiculous. So, I mean, uh. so, so you know that happened to me. Well, I ain't gonna say it happened to me, but the high school that I went to, it was they had you know things in place like that. So if you were an athlete, a male athlete, it was a code of conduct to where you couldn't wear earrings, you couldn't have facial hair, and your your hair couldn't be longer than the back of your neck. And now, mind you, I went to school in the suburbs of Dallas in Plano, but if you went to, but I, they didn't have anything like that. In, in the hood schools, or you know, yeah, they they didn't have anything like that. You can have earrings, face tattoos, gold teeth, full facial hair, all of that. So they so, made you. So when you had them braids going to the back, they I made never, you. I never had braids. Watch, yeah, they made, watch your mouth. They made them unbraid his braids and cut his hair. But no, 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 no. It was it was the dudes that had big old you know afros, and in order for it to be. Within the code of conduct, they ha- they had to always keep it braided, or if they had dreads, they had to braid it up so it wouldn't be down their back. It would be you know a- at their neck. You mm. know what I'm saying? And 
if your if your facial hair was growing, you had to shave it before you touched the field, and you couldn't wear earrings. I ain't talking about like during the game or at practice. You couldn't be at school, period, in first through eighth period with earrings or anything like that. And so. I say that to say they you, didn't want any thuggery at that school. Right, at all. correct. Zero and that, that same policy had been in place since the fifties and sixties. When you guys you know weren't what I'm in this right. area, and which correct, which there were no black people at this school, and here we came along, and they were like, "Oh, we got to make sure we enforce this because you know we got to make sure these boys are clean cut." And when I say boys, they probably were saying boys. So, um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, I say that to say. As parents, you you also got to make the decision of what is important. I feel like if it was really important to my mama or my daddy that I kept facial hair on my face or was allowed to wear my earrings, I feel like they would have moved me to another school. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And if I, you know, myself, if I had an, too much of an issue with it, I'd have been like, hey, man, I don't, I don't feel comfortable playing here. I don't want to be here. Let me go somewhere else where they can let me be me. And I think I made the decision to be like, it's probably, it's not that big of a deal for me to play at this school, be here, take my earrings out and shave my face and, and, and play for the school versus me tripping and be like, I, I want to go, you know, to the hood and play or where they, can, where they let me wear my earrings and all of that stuff. So it's, it's just important you make a decision and you stand behind it, but make sure you stand behind whatever values that you have in place and you're not compromising your values and who you are, and you know, for somebody else. And I think that's what – a lot of people don't do, and that's what we need to instill in in our children and in youth. That be proud of who you are, have values, stand on those values. Don't let nobody waver you from what you believe in and, and who you are. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I think that was well said, and you have spoken. You know, sometimes I start preaching. You know what I'm talking about. You know. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So um, let us know what y'all think. Uh, be sure to uh, send any listener letters on anything we talked about today. That is uh, show at gmail.com. Um, we appreciate y'all listening for this very first episode. And uh, we'll be back again next week. You got anything you want to say? Mm-mm. Nope. Have a great week. And my tip of the day, uh, love one another and mind your business. <laughs> y'all have a good one, all right? Hey, you can keep up with everything My Last Nerve Podcast by following on Instagram at My Last Nerve Podcast and on Facebook at My Last Nerve Podcast Show. All listener letters can be sent to My Last Nerve Podcast at gmail.com. That's My Last Nerve Podcast at gmail.com.